0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So glad you're here. Uh, I got to do the legal stuff first here. So let me just tell you that the Minds of Markets podcast is an exploration and deep dive into the minds of some of the best traders and investors in the market. Our goal is to help you, the listener, learn from some of the best out there to improve your knowledge and skill set as a trader or an investor. The Minds of Markets podcast should be used for information and entertainment purposes only. And the opinions expressed in this podcast, well, there are opinions only. None of the information contained in the podcast constitutes a recommendation that any particular security, portfolio of securities, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. Trading is risky and past performance is not a guarantee of future results all right so now that we got that out of the way uh we are onward and upward and today guys boy this is going to be a treat i've got this gentleman here michael patton who is the lead educator and coach at funder trading that's funder with an f up front funder trading um Mike has a completely different background than myself and anybody that we have talked to here. Mike started his career actually in social services before he decided to move to the dark side and get into trading. Um, and the biggest issue that Mike had back then was, you know, what a lot of people today still have. They either don't wanna use their own capital or they can't get access to enough capital to trade which is what led Mike into the world of what's called prop trading, proprietary trading. And I'll let Mike explain what that is here in a moment. But, you know, not everybody picks this up right away. And in fact, most people don't. And after a series of struggles, Mike started to see some success in the trading world, eventually pooled his capital along with some other traders to create a larger pool of capital for them all to trade. Uh, And because of these issues and the experience that Mike had kind of growing his business here um, and the experience that he had with prop trading firms in the past, that led him to help found Funder, again, with an F, Funder Trading, his own prop trading firm designed to fix a lot of these problems that legacy prop trading firms have. So, Mike, I don't know if that was... On target, good, bad, and different. But uh it was great. let's it was hear great. it, man. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth. How did you get into this thing? How did you uh how did you get into this business?
1: Well, also, first is a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure always uh getting to speak with you, Scott, and also to be on the podcast. I'm really excited that you guys are doing this. Um, so yeah, um man, how to get into this business? Well, I'll freely admit I never thought I'd be doing anything like this um ever ever in my life. Like it wasn't even remotely in my mind. I didn't even know what trading was. Um, I remember as a funny story. So like the first time someone mentioned the word proprietary trading firm, it was my first job. I was working with an introducing broker for Aleron Trading, which doesn't even exist anymore. Um, I remember going down there. It was the first time I've ever been fingerprinted in my life <laughs> and I had like the actual fingerprints for the FBI and I was, it really made me nervous. When they right. did, it t- like, and it Whoa. took a
0: while because we had to go through a bunch of them you know, for the trading floor and right. SEC and stuff. It took, takes a while to get that ink off. And he kept getting <laughs>
1: it wrong. He was like, oh, that won't work. He was like, oh, that won't work. I was like, come on, man. So um, I was just nervous. It's like, man, I'm like on the government radar now. I was like, no, what's going to happen to me yep. But but, but um, so uh, after I got the job, which I'll go over how I got it in a second, but I was at – I was sitting next to one of my senior guys. His name was Brian. Brian was like, hey, you know, I used to work for a prop firm. I'm like, what's a prop firm? He said, oh, this is where you trade, like, for other people. And I was visualizing, Scott, not even kidding. I was thinking a bunch of guys standing in a room looking at a screen on the wall and yelling and screaming at each other like they're their own.
0: Kind of like their own trading pit.
1: <laughs> right, right. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> he was like, no, you idiot. It's like they actually run computers. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that, I mean, I had no clue how how it all worked, but uh, basically, uh, just long story short, just a quick background. So I was born and raised in Philadelphia, um, grew up thinking that I was going to be a mechanical engineer. Like every time my granddad would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mechanical engineer. I always would say that. And then um, I went to Drexel University. And as soon as I got there, within about two years, I realized, yeah, I don't want to be an engineer at all. <laughs> it just was too boring. I, I have to admit, like, I just didn't like the work. It didn't make me interested. Um, and that was a huge shock. So I switched over to sociology, uh, of all things. But I actually enjoyed that. Um, went to school in Michigan, a small school called Andrews University, which is in Berrien um, Springs, Michigan, a little town no one's ever heard of. But um, it was a great experience. And um, while I was there, I remember this, this guy, his name was, uh, I think his name was Ken. He always talked about stocks. And this is in the 90s, you know, this is like the mid to late 90s when I was in school. And he would just talk about stocks, this and stocks, that. And we all knew stocks were going up like, oh, if you bought Yahoo, look how rich you would be. If you did that, yeah, right. So I was just really excited about that stuff. And um, I didn't think of it that way. I just still thought, you know, I'm going to get out of school, get into social services. And I remember there was this one teacher, I forgot his name. He was a Russian guy. I remember he said... He told me up front, he said, dude, you're never going to want to do what you think you're doing. He said, you like it as a intellectual thing. Like you like studying it. You like studying about history and stuff like that. He said, but you don't want to do this as a job. And I said, why? He said, because you're not going to make enough money. I'm like, I don't care. He said, yeah, you will. Mm. <laughs> so he read me well. He read me very well on that. <laughs> so so I remember that rang in my head for a while. So when I got into social services, yeah, it doesn't pay well at all. A lot of stress. And um I don't know. Like, I was just like at my wits end, really depressed about it. And then one day I got a phone call from a guy named Danny and Danny just cold called me out of the blue. I'm at my apartment. I just moved to Chicago, uh, which was a big dream for me, by the way. I love, um, I, even though I don't live in Chicago anymore. I always love the people there. I always had a good time, but, um, guy calls me out of the blue and he says, Hey, are you happy with what you're doing? And I'm like, not really <laughs> he's like Funny He's like, that you, you ask <laughs> yeah, exactly i'll know he's like well i saw your resume on career builder i'm like yeah he's are like, you looking for anything else i'm like yeah actually i am so he takes me down and what it turns out it was it was a um a company you probably heard of primerica uh it's like an yeah so they 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 took me down there and it was a presentation and everything was interesting and and I was kind of listening but when they start talking about the markets like investing into the market I'm like yeah that's a good idea and I don't know why I forgot but I just came, it came back to me all of a sudden I was like yeah I really want to do that so I actually got into insurance because I was interested in the markets but insurance didn't work out and eventually I was just really getting really depressed I was still in social services and um, one day someone asked me said what do you really want to do and I said you know I really want to trade. I said, I've been trying it. I was dabbling in Forex at the time. And I was like, man, that's what I want to do. And they said, well, why don't you go for it? And I'm like, well, where do I start? I said, I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right? said, like, I don't know anybody, nothing. It's like, I'm completely at zero. So um, the long story short, I just got onto the classifieds. I was looking through the classifieds in Chicago. And I saw this ad and said, hey, commodities brokers want it make good money, sign up, call now. So I I went down there and um, it was real. It was a real place. Um, And, you know, they liked me. They said, Hey, you know, sounds like you really want to do this. Like, yeah, I do. And that was it. So I got signed up. I think I was 26. 27, something like that
0: again. That's so, so. That's another story of how back in the day. And I don't think you're quite as old as I am, but back not in yet. the day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you got into this business, right? Right, right. If if you knew someone or you saw an ad like you did, and you went down and say, "Okay, you start right now." It's not like that anymore, obviously. But
1: it's that's not. how you got so, in. But you're right, because I went through um after that job. The second job I got was a guy was working there. His name was Ron. Ron was working at the same place. He was my, just like, he'd probably been there like six, eight months before me. But he had, a, I think he had a background in the business a little bit more than me. And I remember he left and he went to his other firm. And I remember he calls me, he's like, dude, you got to come over here, man. I'm making good money. You got to come over here so much better. So I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about leaving. So I left the first place, right? Uh, Which was great. I still, I learned tons there. First trades ever did. Um, oh, that's another story. But it, they were up and down, like they're all over the place. So right. I know and and
0: were, was that in forex also, or was that
1: in the equity? That was commodities. That was futures, okay. uh, mostly futures options on gotcha. energies, gasoline, oil, stuff like that. Um, so the next firm, I, I I I I told Ron, I was like, hey, can you let the manager know, like you know, that I would like to interview, just like you said, like he just someone knows someone else. Yeah. So he told me, yeah, I told the guy, he said, you can stop by any time. So I come by one day. Um, he said, no, come by at this time. He gave me a time. I come by. I'm downstairs at the Merc. And the guy, like the security guy, is like, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. I was like, no, I have a friend. His name is Ron. He works at this company. He said, he, I'm supposed to this guy named Tom. I gave him the name, everything. He said, uh, you know, you're not on the list. I'm like, no, I swear. Like, he, he must have forgot. So the guy finally calls up and Tom answers. He said, oh, yeah, send them up. But when I got up there later on, Tom told me he had no idea who I was. He didn't even know I was supposed to be there. He just uh-huh. interviewed me on the fly. And he just gave me a job just like that. And he said the same thing. He said, dude, I wouldn't even have took you. He said, you just kept you kept bugging me. said like you, you go. Running. Yeah, so Chicago, yeah, that's that's definitely the way it works. So it was fantastic. Um, actually So, so um, how did
0: that lead to – so? you know you you get this job and you're trading someone else's money right yes Or, or you're not brokering you're actually trading but you're trading
1: their money correct so it was both i i had the so it wasn't like i was just taking the orders your job was sales trader so i would have to go and talk to a guy and say hey i got this idea send me some money then i would have to actually make the trades too okay so it was fully managed by the individual of you know so sales training i guess is the correct term and i remember um because I, I was confused about that too I was like so am i a trader am i a broker I? <laughs> <Why not? laughs> they're like well yeah you're a sales trader and that's what i ended up doing for a while um it was only to the very very end that i started to get more into like passively doing it where I would just get people enrolled and they would trade their own stuff. But for the most part, it was, uh, you come up with an idea. And, um, at some point I just realized after a while, I didn't know what I was doing well enough to do it. So that second firm, that's why I went there because I'm like, well, yeah, yeah I was like, Hey, they got these traders here. They know what they're doing. They'll just give you trades to do. I'm like, that sounds great. <laughs> and it did. It worked out really well. Um, learned a lot there. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, One of the funny things that happened there, the second job, was um, I remember, like, you have the equity run at the end of the day, um, and everyone has, like, their sheet they used to print out. I mean, this is, yeah, this is old.
0: Sheets. Now, yeah. now, now, now you are dating yourself. Yeah, I know. Now sure. you are dating yourself. And and for those of you that don't know what I am talking about, <laughs> there, there were no handheld computers or anything. We traded off of just, literally. We had yep. theoretical values and we had yep. our positions on sheets and yes, sheets.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, and they they would have the the printouts um, at the end of the day on these green and white paper with the perforated. Uh, yeah, it was just like old and. I remember everybody would grab their sheets and then there would just be this massive stack left over after everyone else grabbed their sheets. I'm like, well, whose stack is that? So eventually I looked and um, I saw the trades they were doing. They're just massive trades, like just page after page after page. And I was like, man, whose account is this? And finally I realized it was the owner, one of the owners. It was his client. And um, I asked him, I said, well, who is this guy? He says, Richard Dennis and Richard Dennis guys in case anyone doesn't know he was a famous very famous futures trader in the 70s and 80s and make massive trader and um I was just in shock I was like Richard Dennis is your client he's like yeah he trained me it's like oh wow that's crazy and uh, I remember one day Richard actually called in and I answered the phone he's I was like yeah he's like is jack there it's like no jack's not there he said well who's this I said, I'm Mike I'm one of the new guys here he said okay I'm Richard Richard Dennis I'm like yeah. <laughs> I'm totally in shock, speeches. So I'm like, ah, uh yeah, yeah, how could I help you? He's like, yeah. <laughs> How's my position in this door? Like, uh, yeah, looks like it's good. Okay, thanks, kid. <laughs> and that was it. My my entire history of Richard Desmond was worth it. I was just like, man, I talked to the man of so <laughs> for five seconds.
0: So how did you get from you know the sales trading side of thing? Okay. trading for your own account you know and, okay. and, and that transformation into prop trading kind of explain what what you right. know the point of prop trading is why someone should do it and and you know what got you into it because that's definitely different from what
1: you're totally right so the issue i was having was very simple uh money it just came down to it like money uh when i got into this i mean like i'm not from i'm, I'm definitely not from a family that had money. Like we, we were pretty, pretty normal. This is it that way. So um, when I got into this, I was thinking at first, like I'll take, you know, you see these books, they're like, Oh, you can make all this money trading Forex, whatever. I'm like, okay. So I'll take a little bit of money, but then I realized quickly, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then uh, when I got to the, the sales trader side, it was cool and all, but you don't get any, you like know, you win a trade, You make the same amount of money if you win or lose because it's all commission. That's it. Like there's no benefit from winning.
0: Yeah. That would, that that reminds me of some of the brokers on the floor, you know, what price is that? And they would say 50 cents a contract. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. So I, um, I mean, yeah, you keep people around, but it just wasn't worth it. I mean, the, the, you couldn't scale it. Like you would have to have so much money, to make any money. And I just realized after a while, like, it wasn't gonna happen, you know? And I was like, even if it did, people would probably blow out if they're trading that much, you know, so I'm like, you know what? I need to do something else. So, but fortunately what ended up happening is as I was thinking about like, maybe I should try to, you know, get into some sort of program where I work with an actual trader, like at a fund and maybe just be their back end, And then maybe eventually I get into the front end um that's when 2008 hit and i lost my job so just just when i mean everything <laughs> just at the point where i said it's looking like it's going somewhere i'm learning something and i had learned a strategy at the time that one of the guys i worked with he was a spread trader he would trade a uh, uh, agriculture spreads and futures and he was making a lot of money and i, I was thinking like i kind of get it I'm like, maybe I could just piggyback on what he's doing because the margins were really low. And if I just put a little money aside, maybe I could build up. But then just at that point when things started taking off, I lost my job. And um, I, I, I was out of the industry for like 18 months. And in that time, I was just doing a lot of practice. I trade a little bit here and there. I wasn't trading futures. I didn't have the money. Uh, but I did still dabble in Forex uh, for a while, back and forth. But um, eventually, I... Um, Got a job working for uh, uh, Trading Advantage at the time, um, and that was where I could actually make enough money where I could put some money aside. So I started trading futures a little bit, and after a while, it was going it was going okay. It wasn't like I was making enough to, to survive all by myself on that. But it was just starting to build up, and that's where I just had that that eureka moment. Like I need to get into something where they're just going to give me money up front. And one of the guys that I worked with, um, uh, he was a former proprietary trader. He said, why don't you just get with the prop firm? I'm like, well, how? Like, how do you get in? I was like, I've, I've looked at these things and they have all these applications yeah. and everything, but I'm like, I don't know anybody. He said, well, I know some people. He said, look, you said, you really want to do it? I said, yeah. He said, what do you want to trade? I said, well, whatever. I don't care. Like just, <laughs> you know, As long as they're willing to give me some money and give me a chance. Yeah. So he got me set up with... Um, point capital. He's actually the one that got me in. And um, I applied there. They had a training program, which was not so much training. It was more like just give you a shot, but um, it was worth it. I got in there, got in the door. It starts you off with $2,000 in buying power. So you can't do anything really, but it's just, your proving capital. But after a while it just goes up quickly. So it usually would double. Um, so eventually there I got up to the half a million. Um, then I moved over to global prime. Global Prime started off at 100,000, but the only thing bad about Global Prime, which is why I stayed with Great Point Capital at the same time, was Global Prime, you had to trade 100 shares and that's it. You couldn't trade any increments smaller or less. It was always 100, 100, 100, which would make sense when you have like a ton of money, like you would have to have tens of millions, in my opinion, to really yeah. do that effectively. But, um, you know, they're in the hundreds of thousands. So I'm like, yeah, this is starting to get pretty hard to do because- you, know, you try to trade Amazon or 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 Tesla and it's like you're trying to stay within these risk parameters that you don't yeah, and afford. your
0: margin's blown away right
1: away. Exactly. Right. So it's like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> so so I eventually had to quit with them. Um, you know, and but I stay with Great Point Capital and as of right now, I still have an account with them um that I trade with, but um it's not I don't work for them So keep- when
0: you started with them and
1: you're yep. trading
0: their capital, so
1: only theirs, yeah.
0: So, so this 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 is for those of you that don't know this is how the proper proprietary world works. Right. You get a company that's got money right. and they want someone to trade that money and then there's a split in profits but yeah. the company, the funding company takes all the losses. Yes. So right. when you started,
1: mm-hmm. what was the split you got? Well what, what was the Well this was weird because oh. yeah, cuz when it started it was like 70/30. Um, 70, but never, for, 70 for you 30 okay. for them but here's the here's the catch this is really what the problem was um, for one thing most of the proprietary trading firms have moved on from the open door policy now they're just saying like you've got to come from a certain pedigree either you've been doing this for a while and you've got a huge track record already like you're walking in 10 years experience you've made all this money and you're just looking to move from one shop to the other or you're fresh out of college you have the right degrees and you're going to program and create algorithms and stuff like that that's it so that was the only opportunity one of two like global prime and, and great point that i was even able to find that would let you come in with uh because i didn't have that much with experience. a sociology
0: like, degree and exactly right <laughs>
1: so so in a and a meager history of training so right, it's like right, right. Right. right so um i mean they, they didn't count the future stuff i mean that was different but um so at the same time when i was coming into this like i i was like all right well it's it's a shot i i have nothing else to lose but um when i looked at the actual terms of the contract basically you had to build up a thirty thousand dollar cushion before you could take any money out so once you got to more substantial capital you literally had to build up 30 uh-huh. grand in profits that would sit there and then after that then you can start taking money out right so that was basically their cushion so if you started losing money after you got more funding they wouldn't lose so much because it- you're already did, did
0: they make you close positions out daily or were you able to carry them over?
1: You could carry overnights, but they had to be, but your your margin got clipped to like one sure. fourth, right? So, so you really couldn't do much overnight. And I did a lot of overnight stuff at that time because the market just kept going up. So I'm like, well, what's the point of wasting the overnight opportunity where <laughs> it just kept going up? So I would put on like bigger name stocks like an Apple or a Microsoft and I would leave them on after I've gotten in. And the rest of the stuff was just day trading, um, just in and out. Uh, but it's it's just like I said, like building up was hard enough, and it just took forever to build that up. Um, eventually, you know, you do it, but it took a long time. And uh, with Global Prime, at least they would pay you out pretty much right away. They didn't require that, but it's just their structure was so awkward. Uh, also, their software
0: yeah. is that typical of of most of the older prop firms, it, I don't, it's tough to get your money out or, you
1: know. That's you what know. I've heard because, like I said, my experience literally started in 2014. Well, no, 2000, I think it was, yeah, 14, late 14. Um, So I don't know what it was like before because I've talked to, you know, like uh, Charlie Moon, I've talked to him about when he, because he was at Great Point like 10 yep. years prior. I think his, he was 10 years prior to me or something like that or eight years So I think it was a different setup back then. Um, But I did notice a lot of people said the same thing. They're like, yeah, you get into a prop firm. If you didn't put any money up, then yeah, they're going to put like these serious restrictions on how long, like you got to vest this, you know, 18 months or whatever before you can take it out.
0: That was my experience. I I never traded prop. Um, I I had my own you know options trading firm, but obviously I knew a lot of people in that business and in, Those traders that would go to work, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the upside is they didn't have to come in really with any capital, which was good. So that barrier of entry was kind of gone. But the downside was it always seemed like they were fighting to get their profits out. It always seemed like it was pulling teeth. And I know a lot of them just kind of moved on and, you know, went on to
1: other things. Well, that's where I found myself. I mean, after a while, it just became like, man, you really have to fight and fight and fight for everything. Like you're you're fighting like double for every inch like, that you make, and God forbid you take a loss, then then it's like you're back back to square one again. And um, you know, after a while, I just realized that that although it was a necessary step it just wasn't going to be something I could do long-term under those circumstances. If they were different, it would be better, but they just weren't. Um, I mean, these days, most firms, if you get hired, um, you're a salary and then you get a bonus based on your, you know, end of year performance. Um, which I don't think is a bad, I don't think that's a bad deal. In fact, I honestly wish like thinking about it now, I wish I could have done it that way because it would have been a lot less stress. (laughs) Because, I mean, at the time, I, um, you know, I I walked out of the one side of the business where I was actually making decent money. And when I did the transition, I didn't have anything to back me up because it's like I needed the money to actually finance my way into the next role, knowing that I probably wouldn't get paid out for six months to a year, you know, from what I'm doing with the, the initial round of what I'm doing. And um, so basically, I started delivering pizzas. <laughs> like I just did that. That's what I did to basically keep myself alive during that time. And um, you know, I wish it would have been a lot easier if I didn't have to do like all these things at once. If I could just focus on that, but. It was the path that needed to be taken. I really wanted it that badly.
0: So, so you've obviously been very successful at that along the way. Fast forward now; you, know, you right. started that in fourteen. Here we are, you know, end of twenty twenty three. You've obviously been successful and successful to the point right. that you decided to help fund, help right. found both right. funder with an F. Everybody funder trading. So. Right. Did you take all of the the um, all the things that you weren't happy with all of the shortcomings right. that you personally dealt with yep. um, and are you changing any of that around so in the funder program, which is a prop firm, funding people right you know how, how are these people coming in that are getting funded how are they not going to run into the same obstacles and some of the things that that turned you off how, how has that changed?
1: Well, that's good. I'm glad you asked. Uh, so basically with Funder, the, the the best way I can describe it is like we um, I personally like me and my group have funded traders before Funder. Right. But it was always on a smaller scale because we just don't you know, we, we can't put out as much capital um, for like many different people. But with Funder, the logic is we want people to be able to get in who just want to do it. Like they really want to do it. And that's like what I was looking for when I got into the business. And I did have fortunately like someone to help me get in. But I also have to admit, like it wasn't like they were hiring people every day there. Like you would get maybe four people a month. to even get a shot at it. And of those four people, almost every time most of them would fail. And even if they did get somewhere, it took forever to get to any significant money. Like you're starting at two grand. You got to go through all these hoops just to get the four grand and they get the eight grand. Yeah. So with funder, what we did is different. We say, you know what, we're going to create a, a, a coaching program, which I had where I basically distill all the things that I've learned, building myself up and also being built up by other people, most more, you know, more importantly, and also helping other people along the way that I've helped to learn how to trade. So I know I've coached people prior to this to where they actually still trade professionally so I know I've done that, but with Funder, this is just like a bigger program. We're able to bring in a lot more people because we have the infrastructure, we got the support staff, et cetera. So what people are doing is, um, uh, they're they're checking out like the webinar where I go over how everything works, like what you need to do, what you can expect. But once the person passes, immediately they've got a hundred thousand dollars of buying power, and I mean, hundred grand, yeah, hundred grand. So I mean, that's. Serious,
0: that's significant. Yeah, you're not starting at two, and right, okay. I mean, most of
1: these places are starting you at like 25 grand, 50 grand, and it's nothing. I mean, I'm not going to criticize anyone who's giving you money to trade, but at the same time, 100 grand, I mean, you can, yeah, you can actually actually do do something a lot of
0: flexibility with 100 grand, right?
1: Right, right. so and 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 more importantly, as I always explain to the guys to get funded, they're so obsessed about making money right now, and I'm like, dude. This is not a situation where you have to make a hundred percent to, to get hundred, you know, the double your money to trade with. I said, you just trade well, and we give you more money. Like if, if you're trading consistently within a couple of months, you could be at 200 grand, 300 grand, 500 grand, right. Just because you're consistent and you don't have to make grand slam home runs. As we always say, guys, like, you know, if you're making 2% a month, right but you're consistently doing that two percent grind it
0: out grind it it out right we're more than
1: happy to say you know what this person we can count on at the end of this quarter they're probably going to be up let's give them more money and we can always work to help you improve your edge so that's what we do as well like we look at what people are doing and giving them you know constructive feedback which is well that's
0: that's, that to me what is what sounds like the differentiator and the game changer is that right you're you're actually coaching these people, and you're you right. know, someone someone that has lived through the struggles, the growth, the downfalls, right. the successes. You've right. got someone there that's actually kind of holding your hand, guiding you through it, as opposed to all right, here's ten grand, go trade it.
1: Right, and that's got to right. be a huge, huge difference. It's massive. It's massive because when I started at uh, Great Point, I mean when I say it was a training program, like I, I'm, I'm laughing to myself because it really wasn't. It was just like, you went through a week of like this very banal, like generic stuff. Like here's what a chart is. Here's the bid ask, et cetera. Stuff you need to know, of course. But when it came to actually what you're going to do, they gave one strategy that I honestly could not understand for the life of me. And I remember asking all these questions, but I couldn't get it. And then someone told me as soon as I got on the floor, I'm not even joking. Like a couple of days on the floor, this guy comes up to me says, "Just so that you know, what they told you is not going to work." <laughs>
0: and I was like, <laughs> hey, "Well, that just took a hit to my career."
1: I, I thought he was kidding. Then I noticed none of them were doing it. And I was like, "Oh crap, he's right. No one's <laughs> what he's talking about." So I was like, "Oh man, this is bad." So I I was flustered. Fortunately. One of the guys, one of the senior guys there, his name was Ben. Um, He still trades there. He's one of the senior, uh, he's, I think it's like a VP or something now, but he walked over one day and he said, Hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm not doing good. (laughs) It's like, I'm trying to figure this out, man. I don't know what I'm doing. he said, all right, let me show you what to do. And it worked. Like what he showed me, I still, to this day is my mantra. Like he said, find a stock that's in play, find the buyer, find the seller and get in." That's all he said, but he showed me what he meant by pointing out like stuff that he was actually doing himself and his approach to scanning. I still use his approach to analyzing a stock. I still use. So it's like it works. And after I saw what he was doing, that's changed everything. So for funder, that was one of the biggest things I wanted to actually have a room where someone's guiding you through the process as it happens. So I'm identifying stocks as they come up. Just the same way, like Ben would say, "Hey, you see this stock? Check this one out, right?" And he didn't even do that on a regular basis, just to like randomly in a week. He'd say, "Hey, Mike, look at this." I'm like, okay, you right. know me, but me, I'm like um, doing it every morning, and um, that's one of the reasons why I think we're getting so many more people getting funded because, you know, it's not easy. But as I ret- as I tell ta- everyone who joins the program, as long as you listen to what I'm telling you and do it which is not that complicated, and you let me guide you through the process, we've set this up in such a way where as long as you keep walking that path, eventually you're going to get funded. I mean, it's just a matter of time. So I was telling people, don't stress about like you passed this month or you the first month, whatever. Don't stress about that. Just make sure you see your progress. And as you go through the progress, as you go through the steps that I give you, eventually you're going to get funded. But once you're funded, now, you know, you don't have to perform at, absolute you know peak performance all the time that's impossible the challenge is just designed to force you to to put your best foot forwards to really go through the effort you know hit the standards and then it's just like any other test once you've done it it's in the past i mean you've done it now you just move on and you trade so uh we just made it, it more accessible. having
0: ha- having you know a professor there with you literally that right. is advocating for you and wants you to pass right. wants you, you know, to get funded having that guidance, you know, on a daily basis. I, I don't know how you put a price tag on that, but I bet a right. lot of people back, you know, when you started and over the last 10, 15, 20 years sure wish that they they had that person there to to guide them through that. Um right. so what I, I know also with my limited knowledge of, of prop firms, some or actually most, if you're on the equity side, you can only trade stocks not options there are some futures with funder what what can you trade
1: so for funder uh we are the first and only firm to offer options funding like we literally are the first now i'm not saying there's no prop firms out there you can trade options at but if you go there you're going to have to put up your own capital or you're going to have to get licensed one or the other right so with us you don't have to put up your capital and you don't have to be licensed um so we do allow options trading which is fantastic because a lot of people want to trade options um no it is straightforward options we're just doing calls and puts so kind of like uh mike sure i saw uh the podcast you mike sure basically the way that he day trades options is basically the type of day trading we're talking about uh a lot of his guys actually have been uh, very successful in the program uh as a side note so, so kudos to mike um but uh, yeah yeah right <laughs> right so um uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's just straightforward uh, intraday trading of options. Uh, definitely something that I wish that I could have done a great point. They didn't let you do options at all. And I still, I, I remember saying that like, Oh, if I could just do options, I would do so much better at the time. Yeah, uh, Just because I just didn't understand stocks as much at the time. Um, so we do both. Uh, you can, you know, calls and puts or if you're doing stocks long and short. Um, so it's fantastic. I mean, honestly, it, it's, it's one of the, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm biased. It is the best opportunity in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, for the average person, I would say, yeah, you want to go this route because I mean, in my mind, and this is the way I've explained it to everyone in the room. The, the room, I'm like, look, I I've been through this ringer. I've really been through the whole thing from, from know nothing to be yep. something and if I could have went back in time and and had a program like this available when I first started, I would have signed up in a heartbeat. There would have been not a single question in my mind. That's the way to go. Because I mean, I took a lot of financial hits doing this stuff. I mean, I'm not going to get into all the details, but man, I mean, I spent a lot of money getting to where I am. So. um, Well, that probably
0: is one of the reasons why you're successful now and why um, you know, the program is successful because again, you're, you're not someone that is book learned and okay, this is how you have to do it to be successful. You've lived it. You've taken the bruises, right. you, you, you've really. lived it. You can, you can guide people on, you know, some of the pitfalls to, to stay away from. Right. So that's, um, that, that's really cool. Where, where can people find you?
1: Okay. So, uh, fundertrading.com is our website and that's funder f u n d e r trading as at tradingthemarkets.com, um, go there. You can obviously just, uh, submit your information. One of our guys can reach out to you. Um, also you'll probably see, like if, once you get on our, our, our email, um, you know, for our newsletter, you'll get invited to one of our webinars. I'll be there live going over how everything works, uh, you know, getting everyone, you know, prepared for their journey. Um, and then once you're in the program, I mean, it will be me. You'll, we'll be talking, we'll That's be awesome. dialoguing, you know, real in real time. And, um, like I said, if you just follow the program, follow the steps, that's what gets you funded. And, um, even after you are funded, you know, I'm always there. I take calls all the time from guys, you know, they're trying to get back on track or they're, you're in a slump, or maybe I see that they're doing good. And I'm like, Hey, all right, do more of that, do more of this, but, you know, just making sure that everyone is reaching their potential and making sure that everyone knows what, you know, what resources are out there. There's just so much that we do. Um, yeah. And I just I I, I can't I, when I say in the webinar I, I never feel like I communicate enough like I so desperately wish this was available when I started yeah. would have made things so much easier but it's just it wasn't you know at the time.
0: Well, people people are fortunate to have you uh, guiding them along. All right, one more question for you. Sure. If there's one person that you'd recommend that we talk to on this podcast, who would it be and why?
1: Oh, I, how many... Okay, so I know you talked to Mike Sure, Have you talked to Charlie yet? Yep. Okay, I haven't seen Charlie yet. Um, uh, hmm. Anyone, okay. You know what I would really... On the hot seat. I know, I was thinking, like, I have a few people in mind, but I'm trying to pick one. Um, the person I would love to... Actually, myself, this is just me being a little um charlie lewis okay charlie lewis Why? because he's
0: just a plethora of
1: knowledge and experience in this business charlie is the most interesting man alive <laughs> like he just
0: you know what just, now that i think about that he could probably be in those commercials <laughs>
1: he could. i mean every time he talks it was like man like how that what a life like what a life so yeah i i just i used lives. to sit right next to him at Prosper. Um yep. so yeah, we used to talk all the time. Like I would love to hear more of his background. Like I just I've never really gotten too long. But he you know you could talk to Charlie for hours and you only get like that much of the whole story because <laughs> there's so much to tell. So yeah, I would love that. So you if you could lie. I would I would love to listen to that.
0: We're gonna reach out to him and put him on the docket.
1: All right, awesome.
0: Michael Patton, love it man. Uh I've known you for a really long time. I know how successful you are both as a trader and as that guide, as that educator. So I think, uh, you know, any, anybody that's going to be in this program that has you as their mentor is very lucky to have that. So they, thank and we are very lucky to have you on here today. So thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Keep doing that good work.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Mike.